Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend this hour with us. So I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and empower people, especially adults, to own their voice that come in so many different forms. So this space was created to talk with people with all different jobs, hobbies, and interests, and have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. One, how do you define creativity? Two, how do you incorporate it into your life? And three, why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to talk to musicians, Reiki masters, mediums, doctor, lawyer, real estate agents, and so many more. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as their soul's essence, courage, imagination, basically all that we are and wanna be. So sharing these stories expands one's thinking and opens up self-expression to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Ben Levin. Ben is an autistic teenager who has been in love with stories ever since he was a little boy. Stories constantly pop up into his mind like magic and he feels a need to share them with other kids. Ben is a, is, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can fix the, my stumbling. Ben is proud to be autistic and is using his status as an author on the spectrum to serve as an example of how autism is not a setback, but a gift. Ben, it is so great to have you in this space. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So Ben, I just read like the tiniest bit about you. There is so much to say, and you're only 19 years old, and you are such an established author and so much you've done with your life. But can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself before we dive in? Hmm. I like going on walks. I love to read, obviously. <laughs> I want to help people. I'm self-conscious. I love eating potatoes. Ooh. How do you like eating potatoes? Like french fries, um, baked potatoes? Either one. I agree. I love potatoes too. Do you like... Once... Uh once when I was at a virtual writing camp last summer, I I had a whole homemade, my mom's a master making homemade treats. I had a whole homemade bag of them and I ended up passing out during the afternoon part. <laughs> wait, wait, she made a whole bag of, I missed the part of what she made. What did you make? A whole bag of fry, of homemade fries. So wait, why did you pass out? Because there were too many. It was oh. more like two, two or three servings. <laughs> well, it is hard to eat just one. 
<laughs> so before we get into the other stuff, I have to ask a very important French fry question. Ketchup or an aioli dip? Neither. I, I have food restrictions because of my autism. Textures? Some foods, if I eat them, I, I'll end up spacing out or losing control. Ah, okay. Yeah, I totally understand. So it's the pure French fry. The French fry for a French fry. I have to have, yeah, in fact, I cannot have normal brown potatoes. I have to have potatoes that are red. Ah, okay. I totally understand bodies being very sensitive. My body is incredibly sensitive. The weirdest things could happen. And my family looks at me like, what is going on with you? Like, I have never heard that before. And it doesn't even always happen right away. It could happen two hours later, all of a sudden. I know, it could happen for me days later. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> it's always nice to meet people who you can relate to. <laughs> so funny. So... And let's tell us a little bit more about how old you are. And if you're, I think you graduated, didn't you? I'm 19 and I'm graduating in three months. Wow, how does that feel? Both relieving and nerve wracking at once. It's a really good way to say it. It's really good. It's good to have kind of both of those. It's, it's, it's normal to have both of those relieving and nerve wracking. They're both like real ways to feel. Part of me kind of is ready for something new, want something new. But at the same time, my mind just can't focus on college. Even though I already committed to Fairleigh Dickinson, okay. I don't want to think about it for some reason. I don't know why. Well, it's one thing at a time. You haven't graduated yet. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. I mean, if you were thinking about Fairleigh Dickinson, then you would be in the future and not in the present. Yeah. You want to be in the present. Mm -hmm. Or else it gets overwhelming. True. So, okay. Well, now that we've learned that, I love the things that you told me that you like to do, which you kind of answered some questions, but we'll deep dive later. But I really love how you said you love to walk, you love to read, help people. I love that you said that you're self-conscious and that you love potatoes. That was like a really great mix of things. And we're going to get back to the self-conscious part at some point. But I want to ask you, Ben, um, how do you define what creativity is? I define creativity by literally anything where you create something like art, any kind of art, any kind of performing, writing, obviously, etc. Even coming up with ideas is creativity. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. It's to me, I define it as expression. So how you express yourself in whatever you do is your voice. So let's dive into, sorry for the pause, I'm like processing information. Um, it's fine. 
Yeah, tell me about the self-conscious. Why did you say self-conscious? I'm really sensitive and I have a lot of anxiety and insecurity around things like how I behave, what I say, whether or not doing the wrong thing will lose me people. Totally understand that. Um, I love how you're such an advocate because you could be with having autism and this is what you speak on. You're an advocate. You are, you are not afraid to use your voice, but it's been a journey, hasn't it? A really long one. Yeah. Could you tell us more about that? I would love for you to share your story. Yeah, I actually really like sharing my story. It's so important to me, but be I didn't want to dive away from what this is about. Are you okay with this? Yeah, because that's what this is about. Okay. I'm about to, this whole space is about creativity and people's lives because okay. cre creativity mm -hmm. is life. Okay. So, so this is, so you're okay with me sharing my journey with yes, learning please. to embrace my autism? Please. Okay. So when I was a, really little, after I got my diagnosis, which I got at the age of four, like most parents back then, my parents didn't think that I could be autistic and still have a complete life. So they had me do this program where the goal was to inspire me to want to communicate with others. I was struck. I did need to do the program because it was really, I wouldn't say antisocial, but I spent a lot alone, I guess, but the program had said that they were curing me and that autism recover and making me and helping me recover in a way which from the age of 11, I thought I had recovered something that really confused me. I wondered if the fact that I had uh, that I'd had autism even once made me in, an inferior human in eighth grade. After I switched schools, I got into a fight about whether or not you can recover. And then I kept my autism a secret for a long time. I said it was because I knew most people didn't think you could recover and I didn't want to seem like a liar, but it felt good to have nobody know, be able to start all over again it's, and redeeming even. But then years later, I realized that this was stifling me and that my friendships weren't developing because of this, because I wasn't willing to tell them. And that redemption does not mean denying who you are. And months later, a close relative helped me accept that even though I need to do the program and it did help lower my needs, I never, Autism is lifelong. I never lost my autism, but I never should have wanted to. Two months after that, and by the way, what day of March is it? It's the second. To, one month from tomorrow will be the one year anniversary of this. On April, uh, last April, I 
claimed my autism and shared my story on an Instagram post. And it, it changed my life in so many different ways. It freed me to stop feeling self, to stop having this huge secret. And it made me want to be more of an advocate and to use my writing to show just how much people on the spectrum are capable of. Oh my gosh, Ben, thank you so much for sharing. And self-consciousness is what so many people suffer from. It's, it's a epidemic that everybody has in the sense of, will I be accepted? Will I, am I good enough? Will I say something silly? Uh, there's just so many stories that we have in our heads about being accepted and being good enough. And as you say that there's a program that says that they can take away your autism, that just hurts me physically because it's part of who you are. It's owning you. Exactly. It's owning you and what you do. And that's just physically hurts me. I have a son who is on the spectrum and- Really? Yeah, he has Asperger's. And if anybody were to say that he is not, you can't separate them. He is who he is. And that's why we love who he is. That's why- Oh I, my God, yes. That's why I embrace every part of him because of who he is, because his brain works in a different way. He sees things from different angles that I would never see them in. And it's beautiful. That's, we're all different and we need to embrace our differences. So true. So I am so, so this whole journey that you've been on. So the things that you brought up too, where you said, which I want to touch on that, so at 11, you got to go to a different school. No, I switched schools in eighth grade. Oh, in eighth grade. Okay, sorry. It was just a few, I just spent a few years. People knew that I went to a very open-minded school from third grade through seventh grade where a lot of people actually did believe you could recover. But, mm -hmm. but then in eighth grade, I started going to public schools okay. where... Mm -hmm. So, so how was that switch to a public school from your perspective? It was interesting, especially since my old school, a special needs school had been really small and there were a lot of differences, some of which I'm kind of uncomfortable going into, but the major difference, which I think I'll remember it for is how I had, how I realized most people don't think you can recover and how I kept who I was a secret because I had a hard time fitting in as a kid. And even as I started to get better and, and stopped having some difficulties, I still felt self-conscious about around people who had known me before like sixth grade. I didn't trust that they truly were didn't still see me as a freak in, in any ways. And this was my way to start all over without people knowing about my weirdness. And 
let's call it different. I wouldn't call it weirdness. I would call it being different. It can be being quirky. It can be, there are lots of different ways to kind of rephrase that. But I, I mean, I did have some really messed up behavior from third grade through fifth. Right. But as we grow and we're stepping into ourselves regardless, we go through stages and it's understanding our bodies. It's understanding how we work. We're kind of like all a process of learning how we understand, how we learn, how we process information, how we, mm-hmm. how we engage with other people. It's all very personal on how we do it. And there are societal ways on how they say is the appropriate way to do it. But at the same time, we navigate in ways that work for us. So I really respect what you said, and I totally understand what you said in that when you get that fresh start, there's something kind of nice in that fresh start. You're like, nobody knows me. I can kind of go in as a new me. They don't, they're not judging me. Yeah, it was like that completely, but I should, but it came out of shame from who I was and I'm really glad I've lost that shame now. But the incredible thing is, is that you're 19. So you're learning, you're, you're learning all of this at such a young age, which is such a gift. People can be 60 years old and not be comfortable with themselves. So in being so much more comfortable with who you are. And so I want to fast forward to you saying that in a year, it's going to be the celebration of you coming out on Instagram and making the announcement. How did you prepare for that? From the moment when I, the close relative helped me accept that I still had off. That seemed to be the answer because until then, after I'd realized it was stifling me, I wasn't sure what to do. I didn't want to lose what had seemed to be the family truth that I had recovered. But at the same time, it, I just knew most people wouldn't believe it. After I found the answer, accepting my autism, I wanted to do it immediately, but someone told me it would probably be better if I did it in April for Autism Acceptance Month. I did a lot in preparedness for it. I got more and more ideas. I wrote a letter to my 14-year-old self to the day in eighth grade when I got into that fight. I... I made myself a shirt which said I'm autistic and I'm proud. I I wrote a caption ahead of time. And and hmm. I I just I I tried thinking of it differently. I didn't want to do April Fool's Day for obvious reasons. And at the same time, I didn't want to do it on a friend's birthday. So I just waited and eventually I just went with April 3rd and I was so nervous the night I posted it because I was getting back from a friend's house thinking tonight's the night, but feeling anxious. And I, I talked after talking it with, out with my mom I decided to do an experiment. 
I love walking around my town and I have this way of sometimes deciding where to go. Like whichever way the car goes, I'll go the opposite way. And I use that to decide since I want to do this at this pond where I'm praying, where I wanted to post there. I, so I went walking and then the car went in the opposite direction of the, I mean, in the direction of the pond, which meant no post, but that, but somehow hearing the fates say no post, quote unquote fates, somehow that awakened me to actually want to do it. And I then went to the pond singing Hey Jude and Let It Be and other songs, which I like. I'm a huge Beatles fan, by the way, to, to help me stay calm. When I got to the pond, I went to its bank, fell on my knees, went on it to Instagram, selected my pictures and typed out my captions before posting. It was literal and it was literally the best night of my life. Everything that you just described, first of all, I love there's kind of that excitement, but then the the anxiousness when you have a time to think about something, right? Like you decided not to do it right away. You decided that you were going to do it in April, which was meant you had to wait in order to do the post. Mm-hmm. So you had time to think about it. So in this time to think about it, I love these things that you did. Like you wrote a letter to your 14 year old self. You made yourself a shirt. So it was this visual, like loud and proud, which is amazing. I love that you, it's because it's completely embracing and like literally it covering you. This shirt is something that you wear that you put on your body to then be able to be like a banner to be like, yeah, look, I feel really good. Like, and then you took time to write the caption and then you took all of these visual cues. So as you're doing something which you enjoy doing, which is walking, and then you have this way of if one's going one way, you go the other way. So you were incorporating these things into your decisions, but then you use music. Music is really helpful, isn't it? It helps me. Does it help you a lot? Yes. (laughs) Do you have a favorite Beatles song? No, I love all of them. Have you watched the movies, by the way? I've seen Yesterday, I've seen Across the Universe, and I'm currently watching Get Back with my mom. Okay. Have you seen Yellow Submarine? No. My kids grew up watching that. Yellow Submarine, and I forget the other one. Mm-hmm. I have it upstairs, but yeah, they loved watching it. Um, but music, yeah, music kind of gets you into that moment, but you really created this whole feeling to work up to the moment And then you said that it was just so freeing when you actually, when you posted it, what kind of responses did you get? When I, I was so euphoric when I was walking home and most people messaged me, this is amazing, this is amazing. I love you. I'm proud of you. Uh, That kind of thing. It was, it, it was so, so. I was so, so happy. 
nothing better, right? And you're being who you who you are. You don't have to hide behind anything anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it takes so much energy, doesn't it, to try and like play something that you're not? It, it was more about keeping it a secret, but yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all that. So then let's move into, you mentioned some things that you, of how you, uh, okay, let me backtrack, backtrack, Alice. Okay. So the question is, how do you incorporate creativity into your own life? Well, I do love including creativity in hobbies and classes, including school classes. The school I went to prior to moving here was very involved with handwork, sewing, knitting, etc. In sixth grade, I I sewed stuffed animals and I loved the hobby so much. I made dozens of them in seventh grade as well, and I decided to write a book about the animals I sewed. And right now, that ended up being my first self-published book. Okay. And Right now, my brother wanted me to do the school play with him. Acting is very much not my thing. I can't dance to save my life, but I want to figure out how can I make it worth it to myself and other than trying a new experience, which I am enjoying, by the way. I decide the night after he convinced me to do it, I decided I would use this as an experience to learn how to be a playwright. And I wrote a play about everyone in the cast. So wait, so I need to hear more. So what is this play that you're gonna be? Are you actually acting and dancing in a play where you will be on stage? Yeah. <laughs> yes, go Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the play? Nine to five. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I love that movie. <laughs> What's your role? Mr. Timsworthy. Which one is he? He's the guy who comes in the end, the not not the boss of the division. That's Mr. Harp, but the lead, but the main runner of all of the divisions. He's the one who comes in at the end to ask why things have improved so much and then offers Mr. Harp a part in the Bullion Expedition. So, oh my gosh. So what is so beautiful about this is what you're talking about is taking something that scares you and turning it, facing your fears. Mm -hmm. Because so often people spend their lives being scared and just being scared. They're like, oh, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to be bad at it. And it really scares me. But your thinking here is, okay, your brother sold you on it. However, he sold you. Wait, you were going to say something. What were you going to say? I don't know. <laughs> your mouth opened up like you were just going to talk. Mm -hmm. So your brother sold you on this, which I'd love to hear in a minute how he convinced you to do this. But he does the sale. You're like, okay, I'm going to face my fears, try a new experience. And then you're actually realizing that you're enjoying it and that maybe you want to try playwriting. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So tell me, how did your brother sell you on um, being in the So play? it was him with some friends. They, one of them, 
I was in a creative writing club with in eighth grade, and it was always a little disappointing for me when she stopped being as interested in writing. So we made a deal that if she wrote one more story or did one more creative thing, writing, I'd give it a try. And she did give me a little pushback, but I ended, uh, and in the end, I ended up going easy on her, though she did actually exceed expectations when at a holiday party last winter, she yeah. wrote, she wrote this, we were playing, do you know the elephant game? No. It's this game where you pass presents using all different directions, left, right, and straight. I think that's what it's called, the elephant game, but okay. where each time a direction is said, you have to pass the present left, right, or across. And she ended up writing the story for the party. And, but the day after prom, I was so nervous thinking, how can I act? And then it came to me, I'll use this as a plan, as a chance to learn about a new type of writing genre. There we go. <laughs> mm -hmm. By the way, my friend's uh, story for the elephant game was really good. It was? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's that whole thing of facing your fears is, and mm -hmm. you had an end goal. You were like, okay, this scares me, but now mm -hmm. maybe I'll try because I like writing. That's something I can relate to. That's a comfortable space for me. So yeah, let's see about this whole playwriting thing. So that's wonderful. Any other, anything else that you want to talk about of mm. ways that you bring creativity into your life? I got the idea from another hobby, actually. I love writing about sports, but I can't play. I used to love playing them, but I can't play them to save my life. So I ended up, I, I managed soccer from the boys JV and varsity teams at my school from 10th grade through 12th. And I used it as a chance to grow as a sports writer. Every, every fall, I would write a book about the team, except on the play I'm writing, which is a completely fictional story. I wrote about actual experiences and each, and at the end of each season, I would give a soccer, give them a soccer book. So you gave each um, player a soccer book? Yes. Again, that is creative thinking. That's taking something where you're like, okay, I own it. I'm not great at sports, but I can be a manager and I can be an overseer and I can still participate mm -hmm. and be part of the process. Yeah, and I can also use it to actually grow in what I am good at. Ben, you are an inspiration on so many levels. So I want you to talk about, I want you to talk about your four, it's, isn't it four areas? It animals, friendship, sports, and history. Yes, those are the four things I mostly write about. Okay, so tell me about why those, why those things? A lot of reasons, I guess. You write what you, I love, I love reading about sports and history. I 
I love friendship stories. I grew up adoring animals. When I was in the program, even though their message about recovering from autism was bad, the program had a really good thing in helping me learn to connect with others. And we, I learned how to connect through making up stories with them. And we would do the stories with, I had the world's largest collection of plastic animals up until I was 14. <laughs> yeah. By making up stories with the plastic animals. Wow. So you would just kind of like have all these animals and then kind of set them up and then create your own scenarios from them. Yeah, all of my homeschool teachers. That's such a great way to teach people. Again, kind of like, like you said, you do what you're, you, you write, you do what you love. So, or you write what you love. So in loving animals, here you have all of these visuals. So many people get stuck in the writing process because I have a publishing house and I bring people into books that I have where they're telling stories. So people often will say, but I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write. And my kind of space is like, everybody has a story to tell. And when you don't know exactly where to start, you just start doing or talking or putting on paper, whatever feels good to you. But I love that you use the animals to kind of help create the scenarios to inspire you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really, really, really smart. So tell me some other things. Is there anything else that you want to share of ways that you incorporate creativity into your own life? Hmm. Good question. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I have to say, though, I'm going to go back to in the beginning, you mentioned walking. That was one of the ways that you described yourself. Do you like walking in nature? Do you like walking in just around you? I like walking around town. I don't really have a forest trail behind my house, but I do also love hiking. You do? I have to say, I wish I liked hiking. I can, I am so scared of snakes. I have to get over this. <laughs> like for some reason it falls into whatever, wherever we're walking, I'm scared there's going to be a snake. <laughs> I am the most unrelaxing person to walk in nature with. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody else is enjoying the walk and I'm just like tentatively looking at the ground. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so as we are getting to the top of the hour, we're getting to that third question, which kind of wraps everything up and puts a nice little bow on it. Ben, why do you think creativity is important? It gives people a chance to express themselves. It's something a lot of people love doing, which is really important. And it helps make an influence on the world. I love the influence part. And I didn't even ask you, I want, I'm going to, tell you to tell people how they can find you, but you've written so many books. 
already. Can you tell people a little bit about the stories that you've already shared into the world? Hmm. Well, In the Hole, my first professionally published book was about a young boy named David whose family is homeless for four years of his childhood. My, and it was written as a, because I wanted to raise awareness about homelessness. My first self-published book, Ghost Wars, is about, a num is about several animals who come together to save the world. I have the first five books in a children's book series coming out next month called Nellie's Friends about a little girl who loves making new friends and goes on an adventure with each of them. How did you get the idea for that? Was that using the toys that you had or tell me more about that series? Nellie's Friends was inspired by a series is that I loved as a child, well, multiple series written by the author Sue Bentley about the magical animals who, who met, who met girls and little girls and who, and they went on adventures together where the animal would help the girl with a child, with something she's going through. It's one of my, it was one of my favorite series growing up. And in fact, I got a lot of my inspiration from reading Sue Bentley's Magic Puppy series, Magic Kitten series, Magic Bunny series, Magic Pony series, as well as a solo Magic Reindeer. And, and I even asked her permission and ended up picking for all of Nellie's friends I named all of them after the girls who, who Ms. Bentley made meet the magic animals. Wait, so when does this come out and where can people get it? Jumpmasterpress.org and Nellie's Friends is coming out in April, the first five books in it. And I actually have this large collection in my room of books which have inspired specific stories of mine called My Inspiration Shelf. It has, a, I love my collection of it. In addition to my to the Sue Bentley books, I have God knows how many biographies, A Christmas Carol, the children series by Yankee Derek Jeter, Bridge to Terabithia, the Great Gatsby, and God knows how many other books. And so different. That is such a varied amount of stories and styles. And I love that you have an inspiration shelf. Do you hear that, everybody who's listening? That is, that's inspiration to have an inspiration shelf. Thank you for sharing mm -hmm. that. That really is wonderful. Um, I want to go back to where you, this book, In the Hole, and the boy um, whose family was homeless. Mm -hmm. Why, um, what inspires you about that topic? Originally, I was inspired by, in, by watching a video in religious school about children who are facing homelessness in Florida. 
Oh, and that's another way I included my life in my writing. When I was for in the hole, even though I had to take out at least 70% of the words, I used it as a way to study for vocab tests by imprinting a lot of my vocab words in the story. In fact, there were, when I first submitted in the hole, there were hundreds of speed bumps in each, in most of the sentences. So and wait, what do you mean by speed bumps? I'm sorry to interrupt. All these big words like apropos, odoriferous, <laughs> and one, one thing that inspires me about homelessness is I did a lot of research for all and it real and seeing what people have gone through and what people are doing is so important. More people need to know about the crisis and help fight it. Is are you um, donating any of the funds to a cause for this? Yes, actually. I thought so. So what I love about what you're already doing, you've been writing, you have this series of books, like so many by the age of 19 is that there's purpose behind them and you really want to inspire awareness and donate to causes. And uh, it's just so important because it's beyond just you, Ben, it's spreading this message so far. So thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah, I truly mean it from my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanna see if there's anything else that, is there anything that you feel like you wanna say right now before we close things up? Follow dreams and embrace who you are. Write that down. Follow your dreams and embrace who you are. What are you gonna to do to celebrate on April 3rd? I don't know, but I am considering having, I don't know for sure if I am going to have it, but this, but I do want to do some really special things for Autism Acceptance Month. I, my friend and I already have a present giving planned out for among the special needs kids. Okay. And I'm, and it's hard to say if, we can, my family can afford to do this. And especially since I'm still figuring out how to break the news to one of my best friend's mothers that I've claimed my autism, one from my old school. It's hard to say whether I'm scared she won't believe it and I can't party without my friend. And I'm not sure she'd let him go if she didn't know what it was for, but. I mean, but hopefully I can convince, I can find the courage to tell her and hopefully she'll accept it and he'll be able to go and I'll be okay having the party. Oh, yes, Ben. I hope, I wish that for you because you've come this far in saying who you are and owning who you are. And I'm sure your friend loves you for who you are. Yeah, my friend actually knows about it. It's his mom who complicates things. Those relationships are always interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are. It's all in the, in the relationships and understanding how to navigate. And you've done so much. I know I keep saying this, but at the age that you are, you've done so much. And 
you've stepped into who you are and I am just so happy for you. I can't wait to see all that comes from you because you are just like spewing out all of this goodness. So I am so grateful to have met you. And Ben, can you please let people know how they can find you on your website? Follow my Instagram, benlebanauthor.com. I mean, Ben Lebanon author. My website's benlebanauthor.com. My Instagram's just Ben Lebanon author. And, hmm. And, and they can email me, writerbenlevin at gmail.com. Okay. Perfect. So, Anything else that you feel like you want to share before we say our goodbyes? I think this is it, but I'm really glad I met you, Hollis. Thank you, Ben. I'm so glad that I met you. And everybody who's going to be listening to this, this space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories and connections. So please like, follow and share so we can spread the goodness. I feel like we have always needed this in the world, but I feel like we need it now more than ever true i wish you a good morning a good afternoon a good evening wherever you're listening in from and look forward to talking to you soon so goodbye everybody bye feeling inspired there are so many ways to do things for you to get yourself moving to get your creative juices flowing and to have fun check out i am creative and express yourself publishing Go to IamCreativePhilly.com, IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com, and check out the experiential kits, check out Creative Shui, which is all about creative inspiration and guidance, and for Express Yourself Publishing, there's so many multi-author book opportunities. So I would love to chat with you so much. Everybody has, everybody's creative. Everybody has a voice, everybody has an expression, and I can't wait to meet you. Thank you so much for taking this hour to listen to our stories and share the energy, and I wish you a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in this world. Bye, everybody.